Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to open tonight's episode with a request for a moment of silence in remembrance of the moon that used to hang in the upper right corner of the Target Center. A moment of silence, please. Oh. Welcome, everybody, to episode 58 of Scott Olstad's Wolf, Wolf's Cast, starring Scott Olstad, a podcast hosted by Scott Olstad. With me, I have a very special co-host joining me for the next few weeks. Say hello, Robert. It's great to be here, Scott. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on your podcast. It's finally my own show. Uh, you know, I had to wait for Johnny Carson and, and Jay Leno <laughs> to get out of the way. But I'm excited for this new era where it's, uh, you know, the podcast run by me. I look forward to being your Ed McMahon. I'm glad. I'm, you, you make a great Ed McMahon. I, I, I truly mean that. Well, well, I look forward to finding out. We're hoping that uh, we're going sound dropless this week. We're going to be making our own noises. The iPad. Neil took the good iPad on the road, of course. So I'm using kind of an older generation iPad, and I got all the sound drops loaded up on it. And then I plugged it in, and it doesn't support the iPhone, like the little dongle, so you connect your old analog headphones sure. into your new iPhone and stuff. doesn't support that. So I'll have it ready next week. I can get them loaded You're on my phone. Stuck with our voices. I'm going to simulate drops for you, though, like, <laughs> Shabazz, the great and powerful. Even better. Yeah, I could do a bunch of those. Ha ha. So, you can do Dave Benz better than Dave Benz can. Oh, you know, I've, I've been told that a lot you know, yes. before in my life. By me. Uh, so we'll keep the show running, though, and we'll get stuff back to it next week. Neil is on the road, but he's still keeping a watchful, loving eye over us. He's, he's editing the show on the road. In our hearts and minds. And uh, he, so he's going to drop in the music, at least, so the segments will have proper music in the proper spots. Thank you, Neil. God bless him. Because even when he's not here, he's still doing the, the hard part of any podcast, <laughs> which is editing it and uploading it. It's the thankless work. It's good that you make him do the grunt work. I'm not saying thank you to him, though, because it's thankless work. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be thankless work if you thanked him. So uh, Neil's on the road. Robert will be here for the next four weeks and joining us. We're going to have a lot of fun and do some stuff that Neil never let me do because he's uh, he tries to keep the show on the rails. While the mouse is away, yes. the cat will play. Uh, I love or that no, saying. the other way around. When the cat is away, the mouse will play. Mouse yeah. in the house. <laughs> uh, all right. I also want to say, hey, thank you, Canis Hoopus. Once again, we're so happy to be on Canis Hoopus's website. Uh, we love our new listeners. We've been big Canis Hoopus fans for a long time. And uh, I really should write some stuff. I have some ideas. been living this crazy life right now. I promise yeah. all the Canis editors I will start creating In a past content. life, I contributed a couple of... Not not the, for the site itself, but just like where you can write your own posts. Oh sure, the fan. I did fan a couple. I did a couple of those. I used to comment quite frequently. It's been almost like maybe ten years. Yeah, I've been been reading it for a long time, and the best for for that long as well since it's been around. So. They have a great comment section, and so shout out all you. Leave a comment for us in the comment section. There's a good chance I will respond to it. Mm. Very good chance. Speaking of responding to you, we're going to do mailbag next week. We haven't had a mailbag for a while this season. Mm -hmm. So we need to get to the inbox, clear it out, you know, have a big Thanksgiving week mailbag for next week. So send in all your questions about the Timberwolves. It can be about the Wolves. It can be about the NBA. It could be about me or Robert. Uh, sure. Neil's not here, so we can trash him. And hopefully he won't take it out in post. Actually, We'll answer questions on behalf of Neil as well. Yes, we will answer questions for I'm comfortable Neil. doing that. Like, what's his social security number? I can help you out with that. Absolutely. So we'll take care of that. You can find us at WolvesCast on Twitter. 
and just send us a message there. That's probably easiest. Or if you don't have, if you need more than 280 characters, you can go to waltzcast.com. We have a uh, form you can fill out on the website. Certainly hope that we get some the more thorough questions that require more than 280 characters, like long paragraph long questions. I, we need a good enough questions that we don't have to fall back to Jared's questions. <laughs> Jared, frequent, old reliable, frequent question submitter. All right. Well, that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. This is the full court press. Here's the tip. That's my that's my sound effect for topic one let's this beat week. The press. Robert, you've been watching this whole wolf season unfold. I have. You've been listening to the pod. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I want to know how you've been feeling about this. You've been a Wolves fan. Sure. One of the diehards. You've been, you know, through every oh, bad boy. season. Every bad season, you've been you've been sticking with them just like we do. I started my first real season that I was into the Wolves was um 2002-2003 season. Yeah. And the following season was really good as well. And since then, it's been quite a doldrum. And I've been a fan for all of those. Um, and this season, I definitely think there's a different vibe. There's a different uh, kind of atmosphere around the team. Um, and it's been refreshing, refreshing for me. Um, having having uh, guys where you can have one of your studs on your team not have a good game, but you can still pull out other games, that never used to happen. Like I'm thinking about when Cat went for like two points or whatever, like, like that a cup. Um, couple games ago against the Pelicans and he, they end up pulling it out anyway that never would have happened in previous Wolves teams incarnations and we had um, a case of that last night we were recording mm-hmm. the night after the Spurs game Jimmy Butler was was horrendous from the field and Wiggins wasn't very much better no no but other guys are stepping up and they're finding ways to win that being said I do feel like they're still kind of exercising some of their demons from Previous years, in terms of when they do get a lead, they do st- still tend to. Um, I think teams see it like coming out of a into a third quarter or something like that. Um, they're thinking, okay, if we take it to them, they're gonna cower to us a little bit, and we can pull off big runs on them. Yeah, you um, used to you it used to be in seasons past. If you land the gut punch in uh, quarter three, we'll just crip, crumple up and yeah, fall and, all, and, and all the double collapse. digit losses that were. Uh, all the double-digit uh, leads that were lost um, in previous years, especially last year. Last year was just horrendous with that. They'd be up 12 or something, and you knew that it was at a certain point the team was going to put a run on and they were going to make it competitive or take the lead. And um, there's still there's not as quite uh, a pungent aroma of that this year. I still get the knee jerk like my stomach feels sick though when the the run starts to happen. It's yeah. Like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's going to take a little while for uh, for Wolves fans to not have that reaction because it's so ingrained. You're so used to like, oh, they got the lead, but then they ended up losing it. You know the hard luck Wolves story uh, that we're all so used to. Um, this season does have a different vibe to it. It does seem like they have a lot of different weapons and a and a bench that. I think coming into the year we thought was going to be rather, rather thin, but has has proven to be a, a weapon. Especially actually. In this past week, they've had some big games. They're the reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I thought they were the reason we won that Spurs game is that they yes. came in and had such a great stint. Shabazz finally having a good game, and thank uh, goodness, finally hitting a three. Finally hitting a three. Oh, that was that was just. I jumped in the air when I saw him make that three. It was like, yes, finally. Shabazz Muhammad is thirsty. Yes, yes, he is thirsty. <laughs> he is thirsty. That is a, thirsty for them buckets. That sound drop right there for you, done by me. 
Oh, the I'm bench so- has just been. Um, I think I really feel like that's probably as big of a contribution to the Wolves' early success as anything because their starters have been kind of uneven, really at times. Yeah, like Jimmy's been uneven. Uh, Wiggins has been really good a lot of times, but he's been kind of uneven as he often is. Um, we've had some off games from Cat, um, more good games than not from him, obviously. Um, and then Taj has been what he is. And Taj has been dependable. He's been fantastic, but he's not really the guy that you're looking forward to, you know, carry carry a team. It's a weird uh, offense to watch because I feel like we're always struggling. And Teague, and Teague's been think- a good. Teague's been very good as well, but you know, uneven in patches. Yeah, well, he's been you know very solid scoring for us at the very least. But it feels weird. It feels like we're always struggling on offense, and yet at mm. the end of the games, we're winning, or we've scored 100 points. We've scored 100 points in all but like three games, I think, this season. Yeah. So it's strange to me to I feel like we haven't figured it out yet. It hasn't clicked yet. I'm still waiting for an offensive game where everything is falling in line. It usually seems right. like somebody's out of sorts, and somebody else has to step up. Or We get our points in weird ways, and uh, it just doesn't feel... Get to feel line like- a lot, uh, which it makes for a more... It doesn't lend itself to a lot of rhythm, which is what I think when you're talking about like looking at the end of the game and you're like, wow, you know, it's, this seems like such a, a game where the Wolves offense didn't really click. And yet you're still at 100 plus points. Um, getting the line is so big with that. And having a guy like um, Jimmy Butler, yeah. adding him. Wiggins gets still can, a bunch. Wiggins. What I like about Jimmy the most is that he can and why I think that adding him is what probably is the biggest difference in the feeling of this season from previous ones. The acquisition, his acquisition, he is able to do things. If he's, he's been having a bad shooting night, he still can contribute in a lot of different ways. Unlike and we really, Shabazz. <laughs> unlike Shabazz and not, not nearly as bad as in previous seasons, but unlike Wiggins, I'd say where if he, if he's having a bad scoring night, He's probably just having a bad night overall. Shouts to Drew Wiggins, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably listening. I mean, we've seen a little bit more uh, diversity in his his play as of late, so I've been happy about that. But I love having Jimmy out there just as like a calming influence. Um, even if he's not having a bad scoring night, he, you can still keep him out there, and he's still valuable, and he still has that effect on the other young guys, uh, which having a guy of his caliber out there with um, with the young pups – I think that's the main difference. That's a that, real stabilizing effect. Yeah, it does. And uh, winning so many game, close games early on, I feel like his his influence on that was um, very very important. And that's a that's sort of what that's what is that's what really strikes me as the main difference in this season as previous ones is just having that one stabilizing figure um, and a guy who you. Can feel like if a run is going on, he's he's a guy who can you know make something happen, get to the line, make get a defensive stop, make a smart play. Um, and even you know, I'll even say Teague has had a similar sort of effect, maybe in a smaller way. Right. Well, some, that's just you know being a veteran a little bit, helping. Yeah, around, being calm, having been in some situations. Yeah, exactly. I think it's encouraging that you know. I mean. It's it stinks to just respond to like what you feel is the gist of the sports media and the commentary mm-hmm. or whatever. But I feel like everybody's been very understanding with Jimmy's offensive struggles. Almost all sure. the takes. There's no hot takes being like Jimmy. What's wrong you know, with Jimmy yeah, Butler? Yeah, there's none of that. Everyone's like clearly he's doing every, you know, being our backbone on defense, and he's 
You know, not until this past week, he hasn't been like compromising his offense so he can get his own shot. This week, he tried to be a little bit more aggressive. He had a tough time in Phoenix because of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can see him clearly trying to force the issue. And then again, last night, you know, obviously he's had some tough games when he's tried to force his own uh, scoring a little bit. We've seen that a little bit from him, and I'm sure he'll find it. But so far, it's been nice because a lot of games when he's not scoring, he's he's doing the other things. He's making winning plays, as they like to say. You know. Do you feel like if if the Wolves are to reach their full potential, where does Jimmy's scoring rank amongst the other starters? This is, is what he... I said at the beginning of the season, and Neil and other people thought I was crazy. But in addition to saying Wiggins will be a lot better on defense because he doesn't have to take the hardest guy, I also said, in my opinion, Wiggins isn't the third option. Jimmy is. Jimmy's mm-hmm. the third offensive option. I always thought I think Wiggins right. and Towns were going to be 1-2. And Jimmy will end up being three, you know. And so Jimmy, you know, might not average 20 points this season. Maybe he's averaging like 18 points, six rebounds, and four assists a game or something like that, you know. But he's handling the ball probably at probably the same level that he was in Chicago. Right. But he just has so many more things around him where he can distribute, and he's probably going to be getting less shots. That's probably ideally what you would be looking for uh, is that uh, you don't have Jimmy Butler leading the team in scoring or – if you have Wiggins as second in scoring, having Jimmy Butler as like your third offensive option is it's a good problem to have. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty stacked team if that's uh, if that's where your numbers lie. All right, let's head on to our next topic in full court press. He's hitting up. Topic number two: How to talk about the Timberwolves to your relatives at Thanksgiving. This is a mm. segment we've done for a few years now. It used to be how to talk about Ricky Rubio. To your relatives at Thanksgiving, because they'd be like, oh, you like the Timberwolves? The guy trade that Rubio fellow. The Rubio can't shoot. Can't even shoot. I tell you, I could do better than him. They should be playing the third-string point guard over him. Anyone's better. Where are they going to trade him? Yeah. That's me making That's fun of That's not going to be around it. Well, everybody. now it's going to be, so they finally traded Rubio, huh? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's... That's probably going to be the first thing that comes up, right? Yep, and so you can say, you know, the new guy, Jeff Teague, what I've been kind of saying, because I have chats with casual fans a lot, you know, people who are more into the Vikings, and they're like, oh, how about those Timberwolves, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'll say, like, looking a lot better. When I talk about Rubio, I say Teague has been good at scoring. It leaves a lot to be desired on defense. It's not not for the better, I say. It's just different. I say Mm -hmm. I understand that Tom Thibodeau, what he's doing is that he does with Ricky Rubio, who I like more as a player than Jeff Teague. I like that. That That's like the motto of Jeff Teague for Rubio loyalists. Right. Not better, different. Different. (laughs) My name is Ricky Rubio. I am not like anybody else. Alexi, change his face. Enjoy it. Be happy. I feel like always as a Timberwolves fan, when you come into contact with like Vikings fans, um, Wild fan, even Twins fans, there's an inferiority complex that you feel where it's like, oh, you're a Wolves fan. Like, yeah, yeah, I've been following him for, you know, especially if you're like a big fan. Yeah, like there's no are. Minnesota sport right now. Because that you feel a be certain, like, though. you need to, like, do you have a family member on the team? Or, like, what, well, how are you a member? How are you a fan of this team that's been so terrible over the last, you know, their entire existence pretty much? 
And right. it's always you have to explain yourself. I like this NBA year might basketball. be a little bit different dynamic. They might be interested. They might actually want to talk Damn to Damn right I'm it. a Timberwolves fan. And I don't take any guff from any Minnesota sports fans unless you're a Lynx fan, in which mm. case they usually like basketball enough that they're also a Timberwolves fan, so they're not Absolutely. giving me too much guff. But the Lynx are the only team with any I'm kind more of accepting. success lately. The Vikings fan will be like, oh yeah, how's that Super Bowl working out for all you guys? I know they're being successful this year, but that's a different story for a different time. Well, that, and the twi- the twins, how many times has that happened? Though? So all the Minnesota sports have struggled so hard. No one should be in any position to kick dirt on you for being a Timberwolves fan. No, I will say that the wolves have been at the bottom of the heap, though. Oh yeah, on the in the Minnesota sports hierarchy, oh, professional yeah. sports hierarchy, the playoff drought is just insane. You know, all yeah. the other teams have been to the playoffs within the last five years, or <laughs> even within the last three years. All the teams have been. If to the this playoffs, team so. had any kind of history to tarnish, it would have been tarnished from this uh, from this drought, right? You know, like if this happened to the Celtics or something or the Yankees or, you know, I'm just thinking right. they're in a team that had like, you know, a rich history and all of a sudden they went through a huge Philadelphia where they were embarrassing. Yeah, well. You know, they had several championships, lots of different eras of good teams in Philly. and then, They made the playoffs, though, a couple. They made the playoffs they've, last. Yeah, they've made the playoffs way in like 09 or 2010 with that bad <laughs> young, you know. Uh, who was the point guard? Was it blanking? Was Drew it Holiday? Drew Holiday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that team had some fun in the playoffs, at least. So, yeah, even that, you know. Elton Brand, yeah. It, it's it's weird. But uh, you, you tell your relatives, that's what I've been saying, is that I understand that even though I like Ricky more, the type of offense mm-hmm. that you have to run with Ricky is that Ricky has the ball in his hands 80% of the time. And that's not what Tibbs wants to do. He wants Jimmy taking it up. He wants Andrew taking it up. He wants to run an offense that he can't with Ricky. So I understand why he made the decision he did. Jeff Teague is fine. So you kind of want to get into the X's and O's with your family. Well, if they want to get to the Ricky issue, you know. Sure. The Ricky issue. The Ricky yep. issue. That's <laughs> always, you know, it's, it comes up after the second course, right before pie is served. The Ricky yep. issue. Yep. <laughs> Once you've had a, maybe a couple of glasses of wine under oh, yeah. your belt, and you start bringing up, like, what's the deal with Ricky? Where? Why did we get rid of him? Mm-hmm. Maybe, I thought you liked him. Weren't you the one who liked him? I still like him. That's what I would say. Yeah. All right. So, I always like him. Uh, you know, that's some things. You could say pass that dish because Ricky Rubio would. He would pass it along. Yeah, yeah. he would pass it along, though. Wolf without wolves. <laughs> yeah. Tagline. I love that. I hope they never change it. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's hit our third and final topic for the week. He's on fire! This is a new segment that in the future will be for Robert to ask questions. But in this future, uh, but for this week, I'm going to have him answer a few, sh- a few questions. This is a segment I like to call, Can I Ask You a Question? <laughs> so, our listeners, let's... I'm going to ask Robert a few questions, and we're going to get to know him a little bit more. Robert, you what may. is your favorite Wolves memory? Okay, so my favorite Wolves memory, I thought about this, because um, there's a lot of them. Um, but I have to go back to the year that, for one year, I was a Timberwolves season ticket holder. And that was the 2010-2011 season. Mm. It was a, a season year. that will live in infamy. Um not really, actually. Well, they went seventeen and sixty-five that year. Mm. Uh, I think so. It, we could draft like might... what? Wes Johnson was it? <laughs> no, he was a rookie on the team. Okay, so the next year they drafted uh, D. Was it D? Was Thrill? it Derek Williams? I don't know. It might have been. God, they're all just—it's just a big long line that I can't even think. Right. Um, so within that year, there were an, just a tremendous amount of blowout losses. It seemed like every other game they were getting. Uh, killed by 20 plus it was like uh, the warriors but every single night where the starters are resting night. by the fourth quarter yeah it would it, it must have been a franchise record for um 20 plus 
uh, point losses in a season. They had like 25 of them. <laughs> I remember that season. Like that was that. our first season with Michael Beasley, right? It was. Because super cool LeBron Bees. had just gone to the Heat, and we got yep. Beasley as a part of the sell Beasley, uh, some of the other players on that team. Luke Ridenour. Ridenour was one of the few NBA players on that roster. Yeah. It's uh, Lazar Hayward, he was a rookie that year. A rookie, Nikola Pekovic was on the team. Oh, that's right. Um, Costa Kufis was on that team, I believe. Costa Kufis, the doofus. Um, <laughs> Darko, obviously, the poster child of that uh, era of Wolves like incompetence. like Mana from Heaven. Like Mana from Heaven. That's another sound job. Yeah, this was the David Kahn era. This was the Kurt Rambis era. Oh, Kurt as Rambis. Well. Kurt Rambis. Um, but the one beacon of light in all of that, um, all those terrible players was Kevin Love. And that season, Kevin Love, at a home game against the New York Knicks, went for 31 points and 31 rebounds. And I was there Legendary. in the stadium Get boards. to watch it. It was it was home. I thought it, it was, was a home I game. I thought it was an MSG. That's even better. It was a home, home game. And the as I recall, the Wolves were getting blown out. They were down by like 15-plus or something like that to the Knicks. And Kevin Love wasn't – he was having a good first half, but nothing – Nothing that you would think like, wow, this guy could go for some serious numbers tonight. And then in that third quarter, man, he had like a double-double in the third quarter. And every you, – you wonder how he had such great offensive rebounding numbers when you've got guys like Wes Johnson and Johnny Flynn oh, and yeah. Martel L- Webster and shots Darko. Catch. Oh, every time down the floor. He'd just clean up. And he was abusing Amari Stoudemire that night like no one's business. Amari got worked by Kevin Love Beasley that night. said after the game, I asked Kevin. Kevin said to me, I'm going for 30. And I said, 30 what? <laughs> yeah, Beasley, Beasley had a good night that night too. Um, but that was just an unbelievable memory. It was a comeback victory, and it was just a, a beacon of hope in a season mired in just – in terrible, terrible losses, terrible effort, terrible coaching, terrible uh, general manager, president of basketball operations. We're, we here on the show are pro bandwagon fans. We want to say thank you Absolutely. to all the new fans. But this is what Come it was aboard. like in the seasons before. You had to have yeah. your beacons of hope. You had to have those moments that you can hold on to, those extraordinary individual performances. Corey Brewer scoring 51 points in a game against mm. the Rockets. Random stuff like that. That was incredible. That's what too, keeps you going through the lean Being years. at the game gave it that special feeling. And he, he hit a really big three down the stretch, Kevin Love did. And he... It was just finally a moment where Wolves fans could be like, hell yeah. We hell come yeah. in. We come in. Yeah, like we we got something that everyone else wants. And that's it was kind of Kevin Love's coming out party a little bit. Um, and then, of course, they from there it was a bunch of – I think it was a November game. It was pretty early on. Um, and obviously that didn't spur the Wolves towards any you know, big winning streak or anything like that. But it's uh, a moment you'll I, I feel have. like they might have won – I would have to double check. I think they won nine games at home that year. Yeah, nine. That sounds about right. Like uh, nine and thirty-two. We've, we've always been bad at home. That's what's fun this year. We're actually defending yeah, the home court yeah. A little bit. That's another nice thing is that we're defending the home court a little bit. Uh, that certainly hasn't been true in previous years. There hasn't been a home court advantage. In fact, it seemed like guys scrubs would get off. 
Oh yeah, have their biggest games. Who would have a career night Target against Center. the Timberwolves? Yeah, used to yeah, be a it was thing. always like, like Anthony Tolliver. Yeah, and some random person is like, who's going for a career? Wes Matthews yeah. and all these different guys would go for you know seven threes. Or yeah, something that was like always that. a question we asked ourselves because we went to a lot of Timberwolves games mm. back then. It was always like, what person's going to have their career high tonight? You know, on the other team. <laughs> and sure enough, it'd be just some you know guy on, some in the rotation layout. Some, some guy who's going to get you know waved. Next uh, next year, a lot of positive uh, but, memories for. But the that thirty one thirty one game was just magical moment. They ended up sending all the season ticket holders a DVD, a commemorative DVD of the night. That basically was. Just I have like that a, DVD. You do you? Wow, I've, I got it at like a garage sale or something, like one of the Timberwolves yeah. rummage sales. It's got to be in my closet somewhere. Yeah, um, that's, that's where it is for me. I, I don't think I would have gotten rid of it. Um, but it was basically just like a ten minute long little highlight video, right? You know, done on you know iMovie or something like that. It's a good memory. Yeah. All right. But it was great. That, that was moment I'll never forget. I, I, there's a, you got to hold on to those moments. Like I said, hold them close. Yes. All I right. Always will. Everybody, we're gonna move on now. We got to pay the bills as always. Neil's gonna drop that sponsor music in the background right around now. Thanks, Neil for doing that stuff on the road. Shout out to our invisible protector who's not here right now, Neil. (laughs) This is actually might be interesting for you to hear, Neil, because this week you are sponsoring us because we're selling off all your stuff. We got four weeks. Neil is a uh, Timberwolves pack Surprise. Any old Timberwolves stuff you have in your basement, if you're doing some cleaning at any time and you find some old Timberwolves stuff, don't throw it away. Sell it to Neil because he's going to be trolling eBay Bidding on old jerseys and stuff like that. For wolf stuff. Yeah, and it's a little out of control, so we're going to do him a favor. We're going to clean house. It's for your own good. And use the money we make uh, to pay the bills. So we're having a rummage sale. This is the Neil's random Timberwolves memorabilia rummage sale. And we got a lot of fun stuff here. We've got bobbleheads, all kinds of bobbleheads. We have a Malik Sealy bobblehead over there in the St. John's uniform. Wow. We have Chris Dunn, Providence bobblehead. That could appreciate as well. Yeah, who knows? Someone in Chicago is going to want that. Resell the junk to other people who like junk. We also have lots of like little action figures. One man's Starting junk. five kg action figure back there. <laughs> we also have uh, a lot of weird crunch memorabilia. Oh, yeah. We have this uh, hand puppet right here. There's a lot of crunch stuff. Look at this hand puppet. It's got the crunch. <laughs> Looking uh, at it right now. The bunch of crunch logo where the NBA logo mm. is. It says Wolves 99 and a half on his jersey. They still make that Bunch of Crunch? Uh, yeah, Bunch of Crunch is good. Oh, uh, this I is just a Crunch that. Bar logo. I always call Crunch Bars Bunch of Crunch. For oh, some do reason, you? But, yeah, because I get it wrong. But it is just Crunch. There's a big difference in my mind. But regard, yeah, that is a very cute little puppet. And then and we have this, uh, it's like a little megaphone you know, that you put up to your mouth to speak into. But on the, you know, it's like a cone. But on the big open end, there's the wolf face. And it looks like old Shep. It looks like the original logo. All it's things must go. That's right. It's got, all on. It's all for sale. We have uh, some enamel pins of Crunch with this old KDWB jersey on. <laughs> some really old pins. I'll take some photos. We'll upload them with the Dave Ryan podcast. was around even then, though. Yeah, that, that's true. All the way back. <laughs> then to now. And so here's what we're going to do for the final advertising part of this. I have collected a bunch of jerseys from Neil's closet. I'm going to hold them up, and Robert's going to tell you uh, what jersey it is. Maybe describe it a little for you, okay? Absolutely. All right, first up. He's got a great closet, by the way. I'll give him that. Who do you think is the number one this one is? Oh, that's an old Minnesota number one jersey. Oh, man. Um, It's from, like, the Shved area. I'm thinking maybe Shved. That's what I was thinking. It was Shved. 
Oh, Glenn Robinson. Glenn Robinson the third wore number one, and oh, Neil he did. Of course, Neil has the jersey. Everybody. He's right. still in the league, at least. Yeah, that's right. Coming back from injury. Okay, we got a, a DKV Hoven 2 jersey, and that's obviously the. What I love about this jersey, it's not a Rubio, it's Ricky. Ricky on the back. Number they should, nine. They should let him do that in the league, you know? That's a great find. All right, next up. Wolves number 32, old school. Um, this is the original jersey. Original um, 32. Gosh, is that like Randy Brewer or something? Or Oh, it's Christian Leitner. Ah, got to get Leitner. that. Leitner and White. That's a great jersey, by the way, that Leitner 32. That'll turn some heads. Wait, 24, uh, The cla- what I would call the prime era of the Timberwolves. The graffiti font. This is like the, the graffiti KG. font, what you think of when you think of KG going to the playoffs. Timberwolves number 24. Um, gosh, and the, the numbers are so weird looking. They really are graffiti. Bobby Jackson, That's hometown boy. Neil is really just Former sixth man of the year from Sacramento. So he's a good player. This one feels authentic. 31 Timberwolves. Um, 31, I'm going to guess, Oliver Miller? The legend. Oh, no. Get buckets, Ricky Davis. Oh. This See, one. by the way, can I just say about Ricky Davis? Because of course, when else would <laughs> we talk about him? You invoked Ricky Davis. I remember when we, um, we being the Timberwolves, uh, we traded for him from Boston. I think it was Wally Zerbiak for Ricky Davis. That was kind of like the the main pieces. I remember being so optimistic about Ricky. It was almost as almost analogous to Jimmy coming over, Jimmy Butler coming wow. over this. I was that, I was like, wow, finally, a guy who could slash, a guy who can play some defense, athletic. Yeah, he's a bonehead, but whatever, we'll take it. Boneheads, couple, no, boneheads don't do well in Minnesota. There's no he's most for famous them. for being intentionally going for a triple-double and like getting his own rebound. Right. So that tells you from the stint he had with the Wolves. At least love That it. being said, that's an awesome jersey, though. Yeah, that's right. This next one is... Uh, reversible. It's reversible. The the It's KG Timberwolves era. Do you know what the inside one is? Uh, inside one, is it Kobe? Kobe number eight. Oh, uh, yeah. Reversible jersey. I have the... Uh, Stefan Marbury one, and on the other side, it's Allen Iverson. Mm, man. Right, yeah, I mean, two of the greatest Another players. 31, but this I'm, from the newer era. 31, new era. Um, poof, Darko? I can't. Darko is correct. Yeah, it is Darko. I knew what, I knew we had a Darko in there. 31, Darko. This USA one. 10. Um, is... In soccer, I, ten is the number best, the best player on the team. Wears. Ooh, um, is that? I, I can't. I don't know what year USA team this is, but is this like a MJ or? It's the forgotten year. Oh, it's KG. Yeah, the, the Olympics <laughs> to forget. Yeah, the, what they didn't call him the Dream on team, but no. Yeah, but that was a good team, but didn't really hold a candle to some of the previous ones. Eight for the Timberwolves. Uh, the Sam I am. No, no. Oh, man, a guy from – he was on the team when my year uh, my year as a season ticket holder, Ryan Gomes. Ryan Gomes. From Providence. Neil owns your jersey. A second Darko. One, a second Darko. This one in white. Is he home and away <laughs> Darko? Yeah, he's ready for that. Oh, and then the ninth, classic 19, Sam I Am. Let's see if they sell. Wow, he's got a – Why does anyone need this many jerseys? 
That's I, why we're selling him for Neil. We're doing what he can. Yeah. This is for his own good, like we said. 32 of the... This is the Christmas... Yeah, but it was uh, the year Christmas we didn't day. have a Christmas Day game, so this is like a bootleg version. A bootleg, a bootleg Christmas Towns jersey. Not approved by the NBA. Right. All right, next up we've got... Number one with the old graffiti. This was one I still logo. see quite a bit in the Target Center. I think they must have given away a free jersey or something. Really? Because you see a lot of... <laughs> Rashad McCants. Man, oh man. Um, right, where to begin with Rashad McCants? got a few more jerseys. Wow, Neil has a lot more jerseys than I thought when he started this. This is incredible. 34 Timberwolves. Um, it's not It's not Big O, is it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's uh, the Candyman. Not, not Oliver Miller, the Big O, but I forgot that Olo Candy Olo was 34. Candy. How dare he take 34? Yeah, it's such a, it's such a like, a real... That's like a... Pro- that, if you're a big man and you take 34, you're, you're staking your claim to some... Uh, that you're a pretty good player. Right. You're like it's Shaq. like if you take 23, if you're like a, if you're a two guard. All right. Next up. Ooh, we got the 20. We got a Wiggins jersey, and this is sort of like what would you even call this? Uh, it looks like a kind of city variation. lights. It's from when the Rising Stars game was in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, yeah. Rising Stars. That's awesome this is one looking. of my favorite ones. This is a really yeah, cool yeah. one. That's a good one. We're gonna start the bidding on that one a little bit higher for. Everybody. Yep. We're gonna put a reserve on that one. Number four. Um, Graffiti that is a fourth quarter foy jersey, is it not? I yeah. like Randy. <laughs> I like Ra- I had the I like Randy shirt, this and there was the- an I like Craig shirt. I wore this jersey to the Spurs game last night. Oh, 47. I've got the same. Um, got the same jersey. The one year that we had AK 47, uh, Andre Kirilenko. What a great year! It was a great year. Great he was fantastic. 32 for um, more of the modern design um, for the jersey. Um, this one, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I wonder where he got that one. I think that was probably his rookie jersey. Oh, this is say. Fifteen for the Timberwolves. Um, and this is the graffiti design. I have no idea who fifteen is. This is Gerald Green. Gerald Green. Gerald Green. Um, the rumor. I don't know if it was rumor or if this is true or not, but Neil and I used to. It, it, Somehow we ended up thinking that Gerald Green had a sixth finger on his shooting hand. And oh yeah, I think. That's I don't like, know how that came up, how we ended up thinking that, but that was always what we thought of when we thought of Gerald Green. Like he's got six fingers. I think we should. Uh, if you type in Gerald Green to Google, it will autofill. <laughs> that's one six fingers. It'd be finger? like Gerald Green, cupcake dunk, six fingers? Question mark. All right, we got two more. All right. Man, so many jerseys. I know. 25, and this is that god-awful jersey design from um, in between kind of our current, with the, like, the green yeah, panels the on green the side. the green panels on it. Uh, uh, 25 for the <laughs> God almighty. I have no idea what 25 You're is. You're going to kick yourself when you see this. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. Big Al, obviously. It's been... The Big Al era feels like so long ago. It's because it was. We've been bad for I a long know. time. That was our first rebuild. I Cam know. Love was the second rebuild. Wiggins was the third rebuild. rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be taking this time. 19 uh, for in the more modern design. This one's hard. 19? Because this player wore two different numbers. With the <sighs> Just show me, man. I don't... Making it Wayne. Making it Wayne. Wayne, Wayne Ellington. Ellington. Hey, God bless Wayne Ellington because he came in and 
he did not have a really good stint with the Timberwolves, but he has made an NBA career for himself. Always cheering for Wayne. Good guy. Yeah, good guy. Um, and happy to see him do well. All right, everybody. That so was incredible. It's a name your price. Too many jerseys, except for the Wiggins one. We're going to set a higher reserve on that. Yep. Uh, just send in your offers on uh, Twitter. You can share some random jerseys that you have. If you have a jersey that I didn't name, I'm gonna go you can sell it to Neil because he's a sucker for that. So, uh, Neil, I hope you know you're going to be coming home to a cleaner closet. And thank you, Neil, for sponsoring the podcast this week with all the money we're going to make from your belongings. Yeah, we, uh, we appreciate your uh, generosity and um, what we hope will be your understanding. All right, everybody. Well, that is our sponsor. Now we've got time to make a few predictions. Mm. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. We got a crystal ball up in here. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. We'll predict it. We're making educated guesses about future events. That's right. It's time for predict it, everybody. We are going to make some predictions that are going to, what's going to happen while Neil's gone. He's gone for four weeks here. And so we're going to make some predictions. And then at the end of Robert's stint as co-host, we'll see how we did on those predictions. Robert, would you like to get us We're on the record, aren't we? We are on the record, and we are also always right. So no pressure. All right. Well, my first, uh, my prediction, and maybe this is because I want it to be true. I feel like if this happens, then we're in a good spot. Uh, my prediction is that uh, Nemanja Bjelica will be averaging more minutes than Taj Gibson by the time that um, by the time that Neil returns. Do you want to have it be averaging more minutes on the season, or just averaging more minutes during the next stretch of games while Neil's gone? Yes, by the time um, starting now. Okay. Until we get back, until he gets back, at that point he will have average more. He'll be getting more playing time than. Uh, a lot of fans are calling Taj for Gibson. that, you know. I saw yeah, a lot of people saying when uh, Taj got into foul trouble early, everyone, and Jane was not playing last night. Everyone's like, "Oh man, Bielitsa better play at least twenty minutes tonight." I saw like fifteen different people tweet that in the same like five minute stretch. I'd like to feet. see what kind of production he could get playing more with the starters and getting, yeah, like twenty minutes for the guys. See, if, I think he's back to leading. He's the given in no three re- point percentage, so he's got to keep taking the shots so he can qualify. Shooter's got to shoot, and he's given no reason to. At this point, has he had a bad game yet? It seems Not really. Like he's, he's produced been, every time I, I he's he gone in. Might be the team leader in plus minus. Yeah. So. Well, you got to reward guys for. It's not as if Taj is playing badly, right? Uh, That's it's just, just it. that Belly gives you just that added dynamic uh, that I think really could take it to the next level. But I like that. I think a lot prediction. of I think a lot of people would like it if that prediction came true. A lot of Belly fans out there. It's hard to argue right now. You know, That's, it'd be worth looking into. I definitely would think so. All right. Here's my prediction. By the time Neil gets back, we'll have seen a Timberwolf player or coach ejected from the game. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we made it this far without any. It's been. A, have it's, there been tech? There've been technicals. There's right? been maybe one or I know two. Cat's it, I, one. I feel like it hasn't been a lot, but at the same time, the last few years we haven't like had any trouble boneheads. Anybody who got angry at no. the ref and was thrown out. And Tibbs has cut mine and mostly kept himself in check. It makes sense when you're losing, when you're having a losing season, you're not going to pay the fines and get thrown out right. or something little like that. But I feel like now that there's expectations and we want to win, and Towns feels like he's not getting calls, and Tibbs yeah. you know, might need to motivate his team if they're feeling lackluster and get himself tossed or something like that. So I want my prediction is, I don't know who it's going to be, 
But I guarantee by the time Neil gets home, we'll have a Timberwolves player or coach tossed from a game. Yeah, I um, it's a very uh, Popovichian thing. Like he, like first quarter, he sees his team just coming out of the gate slow, and he says, "You know what? I'm getting tossed from this game to kind of get everyone riled up." I've seen I've seen Pop do that. I think he's done against the yeah, exactly. He's done against the Wolves, Um, and hopefully he feels that the team because that's sort of like a. I'm going to do something and you better respond. Right, team. exactly. Um, so I, I hope that he um, he gives the team the opportunity to kind of, um, you know, show what they got. Yeah. Uh, if he, if he was to put like, the gauntlet down and be like, you know what? I'm getting kicked out to motivate you. Show me what you can do. I think it'll be, be like Shabazz see. getting a flag rent too. He's going to just go too hard <laughs> and hit someone in the head and something. Get thrown. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, protecting your There's players. There's a lot of different ways it happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place for it. That's right. We need a little edge. This team needs a little yes. attitude. You know, got to be some tough guys. Yes, we, it's hard to be the tough guys when you're like 21 years old. No one, no one's taking you seriously. Yeah, you know? it's like they send out Cole Aldrich in the second quarter, and you know something's about to happen. Right. You yeah, know, I want like going down. Pachulia's going to like cheap shot cat, and then Taj is going to come <laughs> out at him and clothesline him in, in the oh, next play down or something like that. Protect your a, players. It'd be great to have a scene like that against the Warriors. I'm looking forward to it. In fact, I am looking forward to it in a predictive kind of sense. Like I'm yes. foretelling it. Yes, because that. Do you feel like a team like the Warriors looks at the Wolves and they're thinking, okay, we're going to be seeing these guys in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe. I mean, potentially this year. I mean, if the Wolves right. make like the eight seed, and then we could be seeing them for the next three or four years. We need to get our edge every t- every way we can get it right now. Put the psychological you know? fear you know? into them. You know. Yeah, yeah. Make them feel less than. If that means Zaza Pachulia tries to like put somebody down and you. Know, and then you got to have someone come out and respond. You got to retaliate. You, know? you have to. So I'm looking forward to it. Every little edge counts. That'll do it for predict it. We're going to revisit those before Neil gets back, and we'll both be right because that's how predict on the it record. Works. But now it is time for a weekly award to that we do every single week, and we like it. Let's roll the music. Now presenting your weekly. Wolfies. All right, so weekly Wolfies, Robert. Uh, it's a power. It's a very powerful uh, responsibility yes, that you have right now because Absolutely. Wolfies carry a lot of clout with them. I don't take it lightly. Right, it's a reward for something good, something bad. It could be. It's very flexible in that. But <laughs> once you've been branded with a Wolfie for good or bad, it sticks with you. So sure. t- I, I urge you to not take this, uh, you know, lightly. No, I won't because when you're talking about it's really uh, saying in the wolfie you want you, you that brings about you know strong feelings either good or bad and so with that being said i'm going to give my weekly wolfie to carl anthony towns cat happy birthday I'm giving cat. it to him for one it's his birthday 22 years ha- old and he had a great game on his birthday which if you're going to be a stud you have to do yeah i you like the idea games. that certain certain guys can be like i'm going to have a good game anytime they want you want it to be all the time, but it's also kind of cool. Yeah, when, when they get extra you motivation hear stories for whatever about like reason. MJ and stuff like, right. you know, don't worry, kid. I'm going to take it easy on you today. I don't really feel like it. You know, that sort of stuff. It's so happens like, sometimes with baseball. It's my baseball reference of the week. Mike Trout, like, hits a home run on his birthday, like, every year. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I love that Certain kind of stuff. Certain guys, yeah. Um, so it was his birthday. You got to give him that. Been really happy with his improved defense as of late. And that's been the main thing that has been the knock on him is like if you're going to be this if you're going to be a top 3 
top four. Yeah, if you want player, to be considered that, his even top ten, if you're if you want to be considered top ten in the league, you got to yeah, be both. Like these guys at the the very very top, like the Kevin Durant's and the LeBrons, and even like the Steph Curry's and stuff. You can't go at these guys defensively. Um, because they've made it so that either they're excellent at it or at least they're not a liability. And that was the thing with Cat is that he was a defensive liability. And seeing him step up a little bit more, um, be a little bit more aggressive with the shot blocking, a little smarter with it, uh, and also yeah. keeping his foul trouble down on um, defending without fouling, I've been happy with that this last week. Yeah, and- I saw last night LMA came at him, LaMarcus Aldridge came at him, and like maybe the first time he scored, and the second time Cat found him, but the third time Cat stopped him. And it yeah, was just yeah. Cat like, was like, "Okay, I keep raining it. I'm going to figure this out." And mm-hmm. he, he started shutting him down by the end of the game. Yeah, he's been it's been a lot more consistent effort on that end. Uh, and also, I'm going to point out, been happy with his outspokenness. Um, he came out, uh, kind of echoed David Stern's sentiments about um, the NBA removing um, marijuana from it's like banned substances right. list. And I like, regardless of how you feel about you know the issue itself, I love uh, superstar stud guys coming out, speaking their mind, being like, "This is what I believe in." This is, and you know what, take or leave it. Um, I feel like a little bit of Jimmy Butler influence on that, even a little bit, because he's kind of socially conscious as well with those sort of things, not afraid to speak his mind. And so I'm a big fan of that, especially with Timberwolves athletes getting getting into like the national discussion about these sort of things. Not something that Minnesota is really used to used to doing especially timberwolves players i mean right i wonder what sound drop if i had my soundboard i would use for the weed hmm something like he's on fire maybe he's on fire he's heating up he's heating up and then he's on fire right yeah i need to get uh, was an interview uh was it like only written down or is there a quote of him being like legalize weed oh i feel like it was a interview for si um so probably just like that yeah but hey you know we got fans i can't remember if it was an interview for somebody it was a long form interview but he came out and you know said pretty uh eloquently what he thought um so always in, in support of that um and it puts you in a different league with other like nba superstars when you start talking sure about that does. sort of stuff and bringing it up Put his toes in the water. I liked it. Yeah. All right, everybody. My shout out. My weekly Wolfie goes to a true hero, a uh, you know, a member of the pack, a loyal Wolves cast listener, Trevor Lesinger. He gave me a ticket to the Spurs game. He heard me complain about being unemployed and having no money and not being able to go to the Target mm-hmm. Center. I have not been subtle about it on this pod. I've been no. openly whining about it like a baby. And he could not. He had season tickets. He could not make it to a game. And he said, well, I'm going to give it to Scott so he can finally realize his dream of seeing the new Target Center. I'm so glad he did. The new Target Center is really fun, really nice. We'll probably get more in depth into it in a future episode. But I was a big fan of it. I had a great time. Uh, got to see the Wolves beat the Spurs. I'm 1-0 now in games this season. I probably won because the Wolves probably won because I was there. So, Trevor, thank you for Numbers the Numbers don't lie. Thank you for giving us a win. You you were responsible. You get game ball for that. Let's, uh, let's put our cards on the table, though. Is this you angling for more listeners to to give out tickets to you? Or anything. It doesn't have to be anything, tickets. Yeah. It can be f- fan art, you know. Uh, Cuckoo Kangaroo gets so much fan art. There's jerseys. so much fan art of Neil. Yeah, jerseys. There's uh, plenty of room in his, uh, his closet Signed now. shoes. It doesn't have to be an NBA player signed shoes. You, If you have basketball shoes, you can sign them and send them to me. Yeah. Um, anything at all. I, I'm more like a size 12 in basketball shoes if you want to send those to me. Uh, sure. Treats. Uh, 13 words. Wear thick know, socks. Anything, really. So, yeah, I'm a sucker for getting free stuff so if you give me free stuff you might get a weekly wolfie shout out but let's
let's not take that away from true hero of the pack, Trevor. Thank you so much for hooking me up. I had a great time, and I appreciate it. Your Wolfie will be in the mail in the next 12 <laughs> to 15 weeks, and it might come packaged as junk mail. So look through all your junk mail until then. Just so for the next 12 to 15 weeks, you're going to have to be pretty yeah, pretty fastidious going yeah. through all your mail. I like to be subtle about the mailing because I don't want people to get jealous about the Wolfie and nope. rip it out of your mailbox, stealing, you know, package thieves. <laughs> all right, well, that's the Wolfies for the week. We're going to play a quick game before we're done. This is a suggestion from a trivia team that listens to the pod. Shout out mm. to Dap Boys. Oh, shit, here he comes. Uh, so <laughs> their name is Dap Boys. They listen to the pod. They get the podcast point by drawing a, t- a little tree up to the next to their name. It's at Darby's, everybody, Tuesday nights. It's next to Target Field, 6 p.m. Free trivia, great beer. You can come hang out with me for a little bit. You can win some great prizes. Plenty There's all of kinds opportunities of prizes. for bonus Sometimes I give out basketball cards and stuff. Yeah, so uh, draw a little tree up next to your name. You'll get a free point. And you can give me suggestions for segments, which Dap Boys did. They gave me a great idea for this game, and mm-hmm. it's called Tibbs or Fibs. <laughs> I'm going to read you some Tom Thibodeau trivia, and you're going to tell me if it's true or false, if it's wow. Tibbs or if it's Fibs. Fibs. Okay. Here we go. First question. Tom Thibodeau was born in the 50s. Fact or, or Tibbs or Fibs. He was born in the 50s. Okay, so born in the 50s, that would put, he would have to be at the youngest You'd have to be, what, you'd have to be 60, or no, 58 now? I no, think 50. Yeah, around yeah, high 58. 50. I'm going to say Phipps. <clears throat> oh, he's born in the 50s. Uh, Tom Thibodeau was born January 17th, 1958. He is 59 wow. years old. 59? He, lo- he looks good for 59, right? He, in fact, now that I'm really realizing this. Was somebody pranking me on look Wikipedia? That bad. Was somebody pranking me on Wikipedia? That's crazy. I always thought he was one of these guys that you would look at and be like, "Wow, I can't believe he's that young. Like he's only, you know, like 47 or right. something like that." So yeah, that's wild. To wow. Me. Okay. Um, God bless you, Tibbs. That's insane. And if uh, I was wrong about that, that's the Wikipedia page. You know what? Well. I will I say the last, um, the last game that I watched, which was the Spurs game, I did comment to Jared. Um, friend of the show, I commented to him that I thought it looked like maybe Tibbs had colored his hair Ooh, recently. I like that. Little, I, I, it might just vanity. be me seeing things, but I kind of looked at it and I thought, huh, looks different. I uh, shout to Trevor. He had his seats in a great spot in the upper deck. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it, but I could hear Tibbs like a clear as crystal. You could hear everything mm. he was shouting. People in our section are laughing because of how loud he was, <laughs> bellowing up into our section. It was great. Still getting used to it. All right, question number two. Tom Thibodeau had his first head coaching job before at the age of 26. First head coaching job, like in the NBA? No, just anywhere. Oh, I'm going to say that's Tibbs. I'm going to guess that that's true. That's true. At age 25, he became head coach for Salem State. Salem State State Vikings, his alma mater. Wow. He led them to two Division III titles while he played for them. (laughs) I'd love to see a Tom Thibodeau like mixtape. Oh, that would be great. What if kind of player he was? They said that he was uh, kind of like a small ball power forward, kind of short and squatty. The descriptions reminded me of Shabazz a little bit. Oh, yeah? And that his teammates also said the only reason he shot so many threes was because he couldn't shoot fours. Oh, so he was kind of a gunner, a too. Gunner and like a low post kind of power forward. Wow. It's a Shabazz. That's, maybe that's why, you know, Shabazz and him have that connection. <laughs> All right, question number three. Tom Thibodeau is the second fastest coach ever to 100 regular season victories. I'm going to say that Fibs 
Uh, I'm gonna say it's fibs. Uh, what did you say? They sound so much alike. Okay, my 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 original thought was that fibs because he's the fastest. But I also feel like they might be like Steve Kerr or something like that. So I'm gonna say fibs though. You know, I think you're probably right about Steve Kerr. I got this fact from an older article. It used to be true. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? I, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to give you the point because I think you're probably right about Steve Kerr. All right. Kerr. All right. This one is the only one that's not true or false. It's a multiple choice. Which of these teams has Thibodeau not been an assistant coach for? Ooh. Harvard, the San Antonio Spurs, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Orlando Magic, or the Houston Rockets? Wow. Um, see, I thought I had known Tibbs' history decently well, but I'm I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to say Orlando Magic. That is correct. Sir. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Good call. They'd be in a way better spot right now if they had brought so him true. on at some so point. True. All right, let's continue on. Question number five. Tom Thibodeau was engaged at one point in his life. <laughs> I'm going to say that's Tibbs. Ding, ding, ding. He was in graduate school, an assistant at his alma mater, Salem State. I wonder what happened. Her name was Debbie, one of the two Debbies that college teammates say he dated simultaneously. He had two Debbies? D1 and D2. Oh! For short. They're both Debbies? Was both there a Debbies, Deb? Two different Debbies. I don't know what wow. he called them, but the teammates can, said he was having I can two see, Debbies at once. I can see Tibbs being the kind of guy who... When he when he was like in his wild days, like yeah, I had two girls. Yeah, Debbie. They say he was a little a real lady killer. Uh, Debbie killer. <laughs> hopefully not. Maybe that's why the wedding didn't go through death. Uh, they canceled the wedding about six weeks out from it, and Tibbs' mom made him return all the gifts the couple had received. Wow. His a college roommate said Tommy was devastated. That entrenched him so much into his devotion to basketball, it took his mind off of it. We found the root Jeez. cause of his basketball obsession. He's brokenhearted over his broken engagement Kinda and threw himself into basketball. Breaks my heart. He's driven by pain Poor and guy. loss. Now we know why he's so upset. Obsessed lost with basketball. Love? Yeah, it's the only thing that keeps him thinking about his lost love. Do you think he still Debbie. thinks about it? I wonder if it's Debbie 1 or 2 that he was engaged to. Deb 1, D1, hmm. or D2? Maybe he got him mixed up, uh, and that's what classic. led to the Classic, rest. yeah, that's a classic sitcom uh, error. Mm-hmm. You know? All right, let's go to question number six. Two, there's three more questions. While at Harvard, he coached former Secretary of Education Arne Duncan. Mm. Um, Arne Duncan, who's like the all-time star of the, uh, the all-star celebrity game. Yes. <laughs> He's like legitimately good. I think he played for Team uh, Australia. I am going there. to say that is... Tibbs. That is, yeah. Uh, Arnie Duncan actually pushed Jerry Reinsdorf to interview Tibbs in the first place. A little <laughs> connection there. Wow. All right, two more questions. Number seven. Tom Thibodeau's favorite genre of book is a mystery. When is he giving an interview when he's talking about this? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say this is Fibs. Fibs. He likes, he likes uh, I don't know. How-to books or something like that. Ding, ding, ding. His favorite genre is biographies. Biographies. Like ah. reading biographies. This, most of this comes from a New York that. Times profile from a few years back when he was okay, coaching. Okay, very good. His family gave some dish, you know, family and dished on him, roommates yeah. were dishing on him. <laughs> Final question. Tom Thibodeau in the early days used to eat pizzas that were still frozen. Wow. Whew. Um, tips. 
That's frozen pizzas. Eat pizzas that are still frozen. That's just like a throwaway line in that story. They don't explain it. I wish I knew, but it's in this New York Times piece, so I'm reporting it as fact because the Times, you know, they're reputable. They're reputable. So said he used to drive 50,000 miles a year on this like beat up Chevy that he had with a hole under the brake pedal that he covered with cardboard. Pizzas that were are still frozen. So. Does he let them thaw at least? I feel like you would have to, or else how would you even chew? You know? It would, yeah. It just seems like it'd be bad for you otherwise. Wow. You see, this well, is why I should get a press pass. I'd be asking the the important the, questions. The real question. Press conference. I'd be like, How are you eating frozen pizzas? Do you like these are human interest stories? Yeah, exactly. So. And really, how well do you feel like we know Tibbs? This could. After getting him to comment after on what I've been like reading, that? you know, maybe not at all. You know, I never Oof. knew. Tom Thibodeau, ladies' man, womanizer. Yeah. Engaged at one point. <laughs> what kind, of, what kind of man would he be? Would he even be an NBA coach if he had a wife? Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, said the 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 terrible breakup of Debbie must have just sent him spiraling. Yeah, I feel like that's a, the sliding doors moment of his life. Like you mm-hmm. know, we could we could get the parallel universes: one where he got married, one where he did haunted. Yeah. He does seem haunted. So everybody, thank you for joining us today. We learned some crazy things about Tom Thibodeau. Uh, we also learned that Neil has way too many NBA jerseys, uh, and we welcome Not anymore. We welcome Robert, who I'm excited to have on board for the next several weeks. I'm excited uh, too, Scout. If you're enjoying Robert on the podcast, he's been on a few before. He guest hosted last year, as well as our two season previews. Two years in a row, he did the Jeopardy for us. Oh yeah, and you can hear his voice at the Kings of the North podcast. Kings of the North, yeah, it's a podcast about uh, Vikings and Packers fans. And, and I moonlight as a host for that. So it's, it's a boozy, fun uh, hour <laughs> or so. To tell that they're real friends getting drunk and ribbing each other. Yeah, it's a, it can be a shit show at times, but it's a lot of fun. So here, you check here, that out too. Hear the more sober version like what here hear. for the next few weeks. Thank you for joining us, Robert. Thank you, Scott. And everybody else, go to cuckookangaroo.com if you live on the East Coast. Neil is traveling the country. He wants you to show up at a show and keep him company and talk about the Timberwolves. Yes. Come to trivia. 6 p.m. every Tuesday at Darby's. Draw a little tree up to your name. Come up with ideas. They might make it on the pod. So thank you once again to everybody for listening. Uh, hopefully we'll get another week of great Timberwolves victories. Kill the Mavericks on Friday, you know, and uh, hopefully we'll be much. Uh, we'll be no very problem. excited and have all kinds of great things to talk about. Get your mailbag questions in for our Thanksgiving mailbag uh, at Wolvescast on Twitter or Wolvescast.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. Thanks for listening tonight, everybody, and we will see you next week. Now your weekly Wolfie.